All right, guys. So welcome to another episode of the Northern Nerdcast. I just wanted to uh, welcome Mike, finally. I feel like every time we we joke that we're going to get you on, it's like Matt Damon on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, uh, Matt Damon wanted to be here tonight, but we ran out of time. Um, <laughs> and also uh, Robin from uh, Playcadia.ca as well as GameX. Welcome and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Wow, I, I timed that coffee drink poorly. So today we're going to, I just, I wanted to get uh, you guys and, and Clayton on uh, just to basically go over how COVID has really just screwed everything up in terms of planning shows. Um, like even, even buying and selling, like it's, it's all panic buying and, and all that. And, and uh, so I just wanted to, uh, to, talk about stuff like that so like how how, uh, how do you find covid's affected gamex like because we haven't announced anything and and obviously we can't so yeah um i would say from a gamex standpoint last year i was going to make some pretty big waves i had some solid sponsors light up i was going to do a partnership with a company that uh that essentially manages experiential marketing campaigns for large companies like microsoft sony those kind of guys uh, so we were we were in the works of finalizing a contract there, and then COVID hit, so that threw everything out, out the window. Um, but I think what it's given me time to do is 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 kind of pivot the company a little bit. Um, I, I I focused on Playcadia because I still needed to generate some revenue to put into GameX. So I started that. That's been do, uh, doing really well. Uh, for this year, I've what I've kind of done is taken this opportunity to kind of rebrand. So we've got a new website up, new branding up. Because uh, my goal now is to go after some of the bigger sponsors. Uh, if you take a look around at, at, at where the gaming industry is going, there's a lot of big players that are coming into it now. There's uh, esports celebrity, celebrities that are being signed to large contracts with automotive companies and, and different companies of that nature. So people are seeing that gaming is, it, it's been around for a while and it's, I think it's been growing at an exponential rate over the past few years. And now it's getting to the point where uh, companies like you know, even HP companies like the, your typical Nintendo Sony's, those guys, they're looking for, for ways to attract their audience. And right now, if you take a look at it, you know, we have EGLX in Canada, which is the biggest game show by far, but that's only one event. So if you're, if you're a large organization um, like a Microsoft or a Sony or something like that, you can do one big event like an EGLX, but then you see a significant drop off because you're not nurturing those, those clients over time with smaller campaigns. So that's kind of where I want to pivot GameX into is, is pitch it as like a, a more uh, community driven um, event, not at the scale of EGLX, but it still accomplishes the same thing. It gets these, these big brands in the room with their base core audience. Mike, same so, question. Yeah. So for uh, the Game Expo, I think uh, our event, uh, it made me sit back and realize uh that not just video games, like we want to introduce uh, like like Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Magic, that they've all been taken off the last few months, especially Pokemon. So when we continue our show, we're going to look into bringing in some different types of vendors um, just to keep, it, keep everyone interested. Sudbury is a different market and uh, we've, we really rely on the local businesses that help drive, drive uh, our marketing. Um, without them, none of this would be possible. Uh, we tried a couple of years ago to get some game developers, but it seemed really, really hard to get game developers to commit to come up here. Um, so this the this year we had planned, or sorry, last year we had planned to uh, 
switch switch our our uh, advertising a bit. Like we were going with a different radio station because it appealed to our market more. Um, and it just stuck because we really felt like with the changes we were going to do, like we're going to spend money on uh, on signs because people see signs, they'll go. Um, remember those signs we were going to print out? Um, those spilt, those uh, election signs there? Mm-hmm. I just feel like the more word got out about our show, more people would attend. Um, so that's where we were really focused on, and it just sucks a bit. But uh, it's given us time to step back, and I think with our new our new advertising campaign, it's going to draw the numbers up, and then the year after that, maybe we can get some game developers to come attend their show. I think in general, too, though, like, um, yeah, COVID really put everything to a screeching halt. But I, I mean, whenever we get the okay to safely reopen, and like we as in the province. I, I can see, I, I see people clamoring for shows. Like I, I get asked almost all the time, like, "Hey, when, when is this gonna happen?" Um, like I, the demands there, and I can see, I can actually see more people coming to like all of our shows. Um, you'll obviously have those people that are nervous and and not wanting to go out, but I, I would say, I don't know, 80 percent of the people don't care, and, and I mean, they, they'll come regardless. So it's uh, it, it. I think I think we'll like everyone will see a big increase in numbers just because um, it gets people out of their houses. Uh, it you know they can interact where like doing what we're doing is good, but it, on a smaller scale, like you, you don't have the the camaraderie. Like hey, let's go cosplay at this show, and it's it's just not there with this kind of stuff. So it's I I can I can see a, a nice little boost in in numbers for everybody. So I think for us too, like for our show at Sudbury, it's a little different because it's five hours north of Toronto, four and a half hours north of Toronto, and people like we're not going to get audience like people from down south to come to our show. So we're more focused on the population of Sudbury mm-hmm. and the surrounding areas, North Bay. Um, Timmins maybe who might travel to our show so we're really focused on bringing more stuff that'll appeal to everyone not just video games yeah. but video games still being our main focus because uh like with graphic con there's a graphic art where the video games if we could start dipping into a little stuff like cards and stuff and maybe even sports sounds like a rebrand <laughs> yeah like it's something we might have to consider doing is rebranding it a bit but uh like robin was saying he's this has given him time to rebrand and really focus on his play Kadia store so so he can generate revenue through that and like i think he's doing a good job from what i've seen yeah. how are your sales uh doing so far robin uh they've been doing really well so i think uh just in terms of volume so the number of sales that i'm getting so i opened the store in November, I think November November fifth or fifteenth is when we launched, and I've completed over two hundred orders in that time. So nice, been really good. and big orders, like from what I've seen, like you're helping people start their collections that are starting yeah. later on in life, and like yeah, I the biggest one I think I saw was that Xbox one. There's a bigger one. Somebody bought a uh, hundred and eighty-five PS2 games for me. Huh. That's wow. Yeah. That's your best seller. What's your best seller right now? Is it? Oh, sir. Oh, sorry. What's your uh, best seller right now? Like, what video game is it? Like the disc, like PS One, PS Two, GameCube. I think N sixty four is the hottest. Okay. I can't keep Mario Kart sixty four in stock, no matter how much I keep increasing the price. <laughs> same, same with Mario Party. 
Um, but I think what I've, what I've, so um, I've only, like I, before I used to do this out of my house or like an out of storage unit, but I recently just um, signed a lease for a, uh, like an industrial unit that I can house all of this inventory and fulfill it out of, but I only have a limited amount of space. So what I'm trying to focus on now is kind of move away from stuff that everybody is selling and kind of uh, position myself as being like the high-end guy, the guy that can get like the really high-end stuff because it's less real estate that's taking up space in the unit. Um, and there's fewer people that are competing for it. Uh, there's fewer people that are selling it. And the people that are buying it, they're niche buyers. And I think they're ready and their their appetite is, is strong for it. Not sure if you guys are familiar with heritage auctions, but uh, there's games that are going for ridiculous prices. Uh, sealed stuff, graded stuff has, has grown exponentially over the past 12 months. Um, and I just feel like the U.S. market is, is well ahead of Canada when it comes to the high-end stuff. But lately, what I'm noticing is a lot more people are, are selling sealed items and a lot more people are out there looking to buy sealed items. So like, it, it, it also seems like grading, uh, like graded stuff is taking off big time. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how well that would do up here, but uh, like everything I see now is graded. Like even that, that one person that got that, I, I, what was it an NES game that was like written on in permanent marker. It was labeled yeah. a one. Yeah. Like it, yeah. everyone's, everyone's yeah. getting stuff graded. And it seems like it's just to, just to get it graded. So I mean, I got a couple of, well, we had talked about like a couple of my Vita stuff that's sealed pristine, but I'll like, you're, you're the expert on that. I'll, if you say hold off for now, I'll hold off for now. But I mean, yeah. like I've got two of them for sure that I'm interested down the road in grading. So, so, so Brad, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this graded, by the way. <laughs> I think that'll do really well. Yeah. I think a, uh, just something you mentioned before, Brad, about uh, you don't know how well it would do in Sudbury. I don't think it would do good at, at all because people don't even like completing box stuff up here. Uh, our market, they just want to relive their childhood, play it. Um, yeah. Like I talked to Cal and Lisa, they can't even sell the complete box stuff. So. I highly doubt the seal stuff would sell, but uh, like Robin said, it's really, really niche and the people know what they want. So I can see that doing well for you. I think, yeah. If, if you're looking for uh, box stuff though, you can, you can basically go online, right? Which is what everybody's forced to do right now. Yeah. I mean, we, we all have our copies of uh, fire emblem, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, Robin, Robin doesn't anymore. Hey, I, I, I'm, I, I have the same ones that I got from Mike, like, I don't know, two or three years ago. Yeah, me too. Love they have uh, six or seven, I'm going to get graded. I'm just waiting for uh, the right time because I heard it's like backlogged like a year. You don't get it back or is that still the case, um, Robin? So there's two primary grading companies that people tend to go with. One is VGA and one is WADA. Uh, WADA is the one that I grade with more so than VGA and WADA has a few different tiers. The lowest tier is a 170 day, 170 business day turnaround windows, which equates to around nine months without any delays, but they've had so many orders that they they've taken that out. So you're no longer yeah. able to get that, that tier. I, I know I sent something in for grading in, uh, in October and my order number was like, uh, eight, five, no, like seven, nine, six, four. And then I just sent another batch in like last week and it's, it's close to like nine, three, four, five. So they've had almost 1500 orders in yeah. the past few months. Huh. And an order typically is more than one game. So I, I sent 30 games in last week, 
So if you take a look at 30 games times 1500, we're looking at like 45,000 games that they have to, but not everybody sends in 30 games, but I'm using that as an example. That's like 45,000 games that they have to go through. Plus all of the delays caused by COVID for the cases, um, then you factor in social distancing measures and all that stuff. So they're really, really backed up right now. Like when they, when you send in games, do they do they like like what we're supposed to do? Do they sit in quarantine for a little bit? Like I did you men- just mention that like and I missed it or? So they don't. the The water process is the one that I'm more familiar with. Typically, what happens is you ship the games out to them when they're when they're received. They have a, a receiving like a, a team of receivers that take the game from like the receiving area and then move it to like um, different areas based on what your tier is. So I just sent something in that's at the the 15 day turnaround tier. Um, they're saying it's taking anywhere between two to eight business days to actually take the games from receiving and then drop them into the right tiers. And then your process starts. Oh, wow. So that's looking at if you're factoring in shipping time, you're looking at around like 10 to 12 days of holding before it gets actually seen by somebody. And uh, you got one of the Fire Emblems graded, I think, and it was graded in eight. Was that one the ones you got off me or? Yeah, that was. So I, I okay. sent, so I think I got 10 from you. I gave one, two away to friends. So that, that was left with eight. One, my dog ate. So that leaves me with seven. Uh, I, got, I got two graded through VGA. Um, and then I just sent another three to WADA last week. And then I have a couple wrong. Because I remember telling you to, like, to pick the 10 from the bucket. And you're like, no, no, I'll just I'll take whatever. And you just randomly pick 10. Yeah. kind of feel bad now because you could have picked like nicer ones you know that's all good man honestly like yeah. I, I, i'm learning so much about grading because I, I i'm pretty new to it there's there's guys that are way more knowledgeable than i am but what i'm learning is is when you're taking a look at a sealed game what do you tend to look for um so in the past i would just look at like oh man this this plastic this looks pristine i'm gonna buy this this is mint you yeah. half the time it's not mint like they're really picky in terms of even how tight the shrink wrap is around the game even though ah, it's okay. open Sometimes you'll see like a PS game that has like a really tight shrink wrap. Sometimes you'll see a PS1 game with like little waves in the plastic. So that affects the grade as well. So okay. I'm learning a lot. Uh, the good thing with the Fire Emblems that you had was that they had an outer seal. Then they had the French manual inside sealed. Yeah. And then the outer seal. Yeah, so, like I taken some off of it. And uh, like I took one with the French manual off and it was like in that, like it was pushed in the back. Like Same you way. wouldn't have been able to see it without the French manual. I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. But yeah. I found when selling them, um, it was easier to sell taking the French manual off actually. Because then people in the States, like people in the States don't realize that it's Canadian version, right? So, it wasn't a reseal. Like a lot of yeah. people said it was. Like yeah. I have one on eBay right now and it, it's done in an hour, I think. And uh, I'm curious to see what it's going, going to go for. But I have 48 people watching it. <laughs> So, be interested to see how much it goes for. Nice, but uh, it didn't. It had like uh, like it wasn't the best condition one. Like it was there's like an indent on the side, so that's why I listed that one. But there's six of them that I put aside. That maybe I'll get your advice before I send them in. So next time, I'm patient. Like I don't care. So next time I see you when the yeah. pandemic's over, I'll uh, see which ones are worthwhile yeah. to send in. I think. Is there anything else you want? Oh, Oh, no, so, yeah, no, I was just going to say, if, if you guys are considering grading anything, if you have something that's cartridge-based and it's a good, um, it's from a good franchise, so like a Fire Emblem is from a good franchise, they have multiple, uh, like multiple games that were released, even if it's a, unless it's like a really shitty grade, 
I would still send it for grading. You're going to, at most, you will break even. Um, and in the best case scenario, you will, you will increase the value by quite a bit. And in, in regardless, you're going to be able to preserve it in, in the best condition that it can be at the time that you sent it in for grading. So oh, that's are, a really good point because it preserves that condition. I didn't even think of it. So even five years down the road, because I want to sit on them. I don't want to. So then I could preserve it at a, you don't have to worry about a dog eating it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Or accidentally well, throwing I got two out kids, a game so in like, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Any other subjects you wanted to go on, Brad? Well, no, like I know talking about rebrands, I don't know if, if you wanted to say what our plan was, because I know we had talked about that before, like how, how we could, like even doing the name change that we had discussed, like, I mean, I, I don't know what your, what the plan, ultimate plan is, but I mean, I think, I think that we, if you want to make that announcement, we can, it's up to you though. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to keep it as Northern Game Expo for now or rebrand it to Nostalgicon. Because I think, like, Nostalgicon would work because uh, if we're going to bring in vendors that have all types of stuff, not just video games, anything that's nostalgic, uh, I love the name Nostalgicon. Um, and well, we, we did, it, we we did, did that in North Bay. We, yeah, we did it in North Bay. And uh, I think when people hear Nostalgicon, if the, from the people that brought the Northern Game Expo, bring Nostalgicon, people will start thinking, then we can get recognized as being a nostalgic that has all types of stuff, Pokemon cards, video games. So well, Even last time, you guys had like half of the floor space, like literally the place was cut in half, half or not last time, but when it was at uh, Cambrian College. Yep. You guys had it cut in half and yep. half the floor space was dedicated to vendors who were not dealing video games, just like exactly. pop, pop uh, memorabilia and stuff like that. So, yeah. See, and we had artists, it, we had pop. Yeah. It's like everything's in the name too. Like, like when you hear Northern Game Expo, like a lot of people come just expecting games and then it's like a surprise to see comics and stuff. Um, and not, not necessarily a bad thing, but like if you change the name to something nostalgic, then people know it's like an all in one kind of thing. Like even you're talking about baseball cards and cause like I've seen, I've seen a lot of stores now selling these legends cards and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know anything about that, but it seems like it's this new thing and Pokemon for whatever reasons got a research. Um, so it's just, it's interesting to see like just to take the uh, potential rebrand like that and, and just to put it towards an already growing show so it's it's kind of cool what are your guys oh sorry go ahead yeah after i was just gonna say after five years though of, of having uh northern game expo as the brand like that name is the brand now so you guys have to make sure that once you start advertising it as nostalgicon that you push really really hard that nostalgicon is replacing the just the name of the show yeah so that yeah. people are like, well, what is this a new show? What is this? You know, they already know what it is going into it. And we might have to do an epic video where it's like, I'm wearing a Northern I'm, Game Expo t-shirt. I'm still, I'm still waiting for that basketball video that we shot. Like, I still, I still haven't have seen all it. the raw footage. I still have all the raw footage. I still have everything. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so, it'll be nostalgic yeah. to wear a face mask, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so just, I'm not. I don't know if if Robin, if you knew this or not, but we had partnered up with uh, the local, um, like OHL and uh, the Canadian basketball team, the Sudbury Five. Uh, we got custom made video game jerseys. We were supposed to be doing this bi uh, the big video game night at the arena, 
that we were hosting with Cal and Lisa at Comics North. And then of course, COVID just literally <clears throat> shut everything down. But Clayton filmed this epic video and <laughs> like, we were actually allowed to, to do it on the court, which was kind of on cool. So um, <laughs> hopefully we can see this what if video soon but yeah like the the jerseys are like pretty like pretty sweet i i was very happy with how they turned out and the the winner of the the um nba jam tournament that we were going to be putting on was going to get their own jersey like the score said zero zero and the the name on the back was boom shakalaka <laughs> so fred Van Vliet might have some competition because i was draining threes like no one's business <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was awesome. I think it took me like 20 tries to actually hit yeah. it. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, just I, 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 I can honestly, I can see like just a surge of shows happening. If, if everything comes back as planned, like for the fall, I just see a show literally every week. Everyone's going to be either stepping on each other or, or it's just going to work out where everyone's kind of got a week to go in between. But I just, that's what I see happening. I like, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a madhouse. Everyone's going to want to get out there. I think, um, I think to a degree, yes. I think there's still a level of uncertainty when people come, when it comes to like congregating into, into big groups. I think COVID has definitely done a big number with that. Uh, you know, if you take a look at the past, like we used to pack, like both of us, like we used to pack rooms with people with barely enough room to even like walk shoulder to shoulder it was nuts yeah and going from the situation that we've been in for a year and then going into directly into something like that i think that's going to take like it's going to take some serious movements from a from like a vaccination standpoint it's going to have to take some serious movements in terms of just people feeling safe to go out and do that kind of stuff because in the past you wouldn't think twice it wouldn't be like (laughs) hey if if i go to the show I could possibly get really sick. It was, that was never a thought. So, you know, I think, I think there's different opportunities that are presenting itself. One thing that I'm looking at for GameX is possibly hosting it outside, um, depending on where we are with the restrictions um, come summertime. Cause usually I, I only do one show a year and summers kind of become my niche. It's like June or July. Uh, so I think that's when we had the least amount of restrictions last year. So if that carries over for this year as well, what I, what I envision is like a smaller, more intimate show. And then we just, uh, when you're looking at buying a ticket, you're not going to buy a ticket for the full show. You'll buy a ticket for maybe like a two hour window. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we have to, we have to just adapt with the times. I think we're, we're in a tough spot and a lot of different event companies are, are facing the same challenges that we are. Unfortunately for both of us, we're not able to, uh, go online and do a virtual show because the, the the basis of both of the shows is the buying selling and trading of games and you can't do that online yeah. so it's like what's the next step what else can we try so i think doing it outside might, might make sense but i still have to speak to the city i still have to speak to like different areas that would even accommodate that um but that's one thing we're, we're possibly considering hey robin are you uh like are you still considering doing a show this year or yeah. okay i'm thinking yeah. about it like for me, safety is the biggest thing. So it depends yeah. on where we are. If, if like, I would, I would start planning maybe in like March or April, but yeah. we're still in lockdown. So if we're still in lockdown at that time, I'm just going to push it back. Um, and then if it happens, great. If it doesn't, I'm still working on the back, trying to establish new partnerships, trying to bring new people on board for sponsorships. Uh, my goal last year was I actually had a couple of partners lined up and we were going to do GameX in three cities. 
So we were going to do Mississauga. We were going to possibly do like GameX West, which uh, sorry, GameX South, which would have been Windsor. And then we were going to do like GameX closer to like Ottawa, Gatineau area. But, <laughs> you know, COVID hit and, and was, I wasn't able to, to build out that formula because I feel like for the Mississauga show, the formula is built. But if I can take the show and, and even have like a percentage of the level of success in different cities, then that's an easier sell to, to larger sponsors. So instead of them just coming and committing to one show, they're having their, their name recognized throughout the year, multiple cities, multiple shows. All right, Don, that's cool. Yeah, up, up where I, I was actually, uh, during the summertime, was thinking of doing something small up here, but I mean, obviously it doesn't, it didn't work out, but uh, like, because I'm in a t- totally different city now than, than Sudbury, but there's, an outdoor arena that's completely enclosed similar to what we were looking at when we were in North Bay. Um, but who knows if, if it ends up working out, like there, there's that, like, I'm, I'm about 20 minutes away from the Quebec border and, and like I'm on marketplace almost every day and, and 90% of the video game posts are from this town near me. So, and, and like the border's not closed, but I mean, it should be. Um, but they, they, they would come like I, I put feelers out and like the 90% of my answers were in French. <laughs> so, but like the, the demand for something smaller is, is definitely here. So it's something I'm, I'm looking at exploring, but we'll, we'll see what happens come, come that time. But uh, yeah, no, I've, it's, it, it sucks, but like, it's, it's just something we have to roll with. Like you said, like it shows will never be the same. I mean, and if, and if they, if, we ever go back to how it was then great but i i can't see it being packed wall to wall like i i still have a picture on uh, on facebook actually it's the background picture for our northern game expo page of the crusoe club at i want to say one o'clock and it was just pandemonium like it was insane yeah. and I, well, we won't get that ever again but I mean, you never know. Uh, it, it, things could go back to normal, but I, I don't see that happening. It would be nice. I remember uh, when we were running the PSVR um, exhibit downstairs at the Crusoe Club, and we had there was a steady lineup from one end of the room to the other, and there were two stations going, and the whole room was full, and it didn't slow down until the end. But I, but most of that and this you can't discount um, the casuals and the curious, right? Like you're going to have people, the people that you're going to miss out on coming back immediately are going to be the casuals and the curious, the people who just see something to do, go out and then they want to do it. The first people who are going to show back up are going to be the more hardcore people who are there to actually look to buy and sell. Um, So yeah, your numbers are going to be down for, for a while until things actually get back to, normal whatever you want to call normal yeah it's so, funny uh it's uh, it's a good point you bring up because when uh, we refunded our vendors um when this hit we gave everyone the option to refund but no guarantee to book a table going forward so less might be more uh for our next show like we might not be able to sell as many tables because we want our vendors to do good right yeah a lot um, of the vendors but, rolled over so it, it kind of worked yeah. out in that sense too yeah. but we can't project how many people are going to come back our first no. show back so if the numbers are down then as long as the vendor tables are like not maximized to i think what we were selling was 75 80 tables and 15 booths um about 15 20 percent of that 
we refunded and gave back. And uh, now, now times have changed. We might like those vendors that left us like video games. We're looking for like maybe Pokemon cards now, right? So they might get replaced quickly. And that's what we said to them. Like, we'll refund you now, but going forward, it's not a guarantee. And it's, it's like that with all the businesses, like the booth rentals, I had paid half the money down. They, they offered the refund us right away, but the prices might change when it gets back to normal, right? So we said, don't yeah. worry, just keep the money. Um, no guaranteed, and it's not no one's fault. It's just the way it is, right? So, yeah. What are you guys' plans for 2021? Are you just waiting and seeing, or are you actively planning so, for this year? So right now, it's just a wait and see. So we're going to wait until April, May, and hopefully the vaccines are starting to roll out. And then we're going to plan something for hopefully – the end of August. And then, um, and if that doesn't work, um, once we know Cameron college's schedule and we are given the green light, we can see what days are available all the way up until October. Um, but if we don't know by like mid June, July, like I said, the end of June, July might just cancel for this year and focus on 2022. Yeah. It's, it's a crapshoot really like you, cause you don't, we don't know what's going to happen. And, um, so it's just take it month to month and he's Ford's supposed to be lifting the lockdown stay at home orders next week, but we'll see what happens. I mean, but I think it's, I think it's like, we're not going to be able to do these events until what 75% of people are vaccinated. So it's just a matter of, I think they projected the end of August, September. So I just don't see there being a show this year. I could be yeah. wrong. But Even if we're, people... Sorry, go ahead. But we're just going to wait as long as we can before we make an announcement. But we need a good two, three months to plan for it. So the, the nice thing, though, is most of our planning and, and advertisements and stuff is we're like we're set because it's just like we, we had everything from last year. Yeah. And we got so. really lucky because we we're just about to start printing everything. I was just about to make the orders. And that's when COVID hit. So as COVID got shut, uh, shut everything down, what, the beginning of March? Um, so six weeks yeah so i procrastinated by like a week like i think it was march 12th the 15th so about six weeks before our show right when i ordered all the stuff so we got lucky we didn't order everything especially if we're considering uh rebranding <laughs> yeah i was gonna say even if they even if they they raise the lockdown tomorrow and they left it unlocked like they left everything out of lockdown for the rest of the year you're still going to have, there's still going to be an adjustment period of, of uh, public trust for yeah. events and large gatherings like that. So your numbers would be down this year regardless. So even, like I said, even if they did it tomorrow, having a show later on in the year, there would still be no guarantee that you would, it would even be worth it to have it this year. Whereas you might want to just roll over into next year and try it. Exactly. And I think, uh, I don't know, I can't speak on Brad's behalf, but for me, I have two young kids and uh, it, it even 2022, like knowing that we could start fresh with 2022 once this is all behind us would be, would be good. But if we can do it safely and uh, the projections are that everyone's going to be vaccinated by by the end of September, October, we'll try to do it. But uh, if we don't have an answer by June or July, where it's clearly showing that our, that it can be done and we're not gonna we're not gonna bother we're yeah. just wait so i've got a four minute warning before it shuts us off completely um so if there's if 
I, like I always do at the end of every of my things, Robin, if you want to tell people where they can find you, information about the show, your webpage, everything. Uh, before yours. you go, Robin, just you could eat up the rest of four minutes because I don't really have a place where people can go and like I don't really sell games much anymore. Yeah. So I'll give it to you there. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think. Uh, for me, like if, if, if people are looking to buy games, they'll check out my website. It's Playcadia. That's P-L-A-Y-C-A-D-I-A dot C-A. Um, I'm always accessible on Facebook. So Robin Danger there. And then for the, the, the show for GameX, it's just GameXTO.com. Right now, the website is, is still under construction. So there's a lot of dummy text there. I've just been focused on so many other projects. I haven't really had an opportunity to go in and, and fix that up. Um, but I think, yeah, you know, you guys... Uh, have done an exceptional job with Northern Gaming Expo. I think I've been there for almost like three years now. Not not the first show, but at least like your second, third. You, you were there during that torrential storm. I think that I was, was the first year. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was there. That was a cold, cold day, but it was it yeah. was funny. You always do a great job with everything, so it's great to see. Well, thanks for your kind words. <laughs> we always Bring love going to your show, and we can't wait till things get back to normal so we can uh, do a road trip. Stop and get some wings and <laughs> yeah, two for four wings and uh, you're getting a shout out too. Best wings yeah. in uh, in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> if you, hey Robin, uh, do do you like chicken wings? Yeah, I love wings. So there's a place, uh, Eglinton and Weston. It's called two okay. for two four four pizza. They okay. have the best chicken wings in the city oh, they're better they're better the next day too. Cold. So so I used to live in Toronto near Jane and Eglinton. So it was a local pizza shop not far from me. And my grandma lives on the corner of Eglinton and Weston in those apartment buildings. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to play, like, soccer down at the field there at Jane and – or was it Eglinton and – Jane and Eglinton? Okay. Yeah, so I used to play in that field all the time, and, like, that's the area I grew up in. I went to run the Mead Collegiate there. Nice, nice. Just don't expect them to answer the phone because they take forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they're and, and not only are their wings the best, they're the cheapest. You can get a hundred wings for like forty three ninety nine. He Mike would know. With the last yeah. EGLX we went to, he got like nine hundred wings. Yeah, no. and the hot like I like hot wings. It's a, hot, a flavored hot sauce. I'll send you a picture after. It's the best wings. <laughs> I love wings. This turned into an excellent plug for that place for the last four minutes. Yeah. We need to get sponsorship through them. Like I want to drive down for the Super Bowl. Like just and I'll drive wings. drive back. Sponsor us. Yeah, get a, get a drone. That's the next. Te- free that's the wings. Next that's all I want is free wings. Anytime I come down yeah. to see Robin's show, awesome, <laughs> or vend at Robin's show. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks again, guys, for coming on. It's about to shut me off, so um, I appreciate your time. And uh, I'll have this. I, I I I'm not technologically sound with stuff like this, so it'll be probably up tomorrow. I don't really edit or anything <laughs> like that, so just shoot from the hip and go but i know i appreciate you guys coming on and uh we gotta do this again awesome thank you so much for having us guys all right take care take care